Hi, everyone, and welcome into the latest installment of the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller, and as a member of the ever fast-growing CG Sports Network, we are the show that seeks to light the competitive fire within you in order to succeed within your career. I am very excited to be bringing to you the founders of the company Tagalong. That's T-A-G-A-L-O-N-G. Tagalong and those founders are Nick Karwaski and Scott Del Vecchio. Nick comes from a background as a high-level cross-country runner that turned professional triathlete and Scott was a former elite-level rower. Now, the two of them, competitors in their own rights, having reached the top of their respective sports on both national and international levels, they got to know one another a few years back and recognized the competitors that they both are and still very much are, and they eventually decided to start working together to create the company that is Tagalong today. The company has been established for a short while now, but they are about to unleash a new app to the world. This Monday, in fact, January 18th, which will make the use of the service they are providing extremely accessible and simple for all those athletes out there training for the better-known Olympic sports, such as running, cycling, swimming, triathlon, etc., that are looking to take those sports and their training within those sports to brand new heights. These guys honestly just epitomize taking an athlete mindset and channeling it into their work, meaning that they... They simply don't know what it means to not be competing in the work that they're doing each and every day, which is why I just simply knew that they would be fantastic guys to firstly bring on the show and certainly for my first interview of the brand new year. You can find out everything you need to know regarding the company and how to improve your athletic experience by heading to tagalongwithapro.com. But hey, before I start to go into any more detail, about the company and the guys themselves. Let's check in now with Tagalong founders Nick and Scott, and I hope you all enjoy. We'll dive into it, guys. Um, but first and foremost, welcome to the show. Um, I got Nick Kowalski and Scott Del Vecchio joining me on Career Competitors today. Just beyond excited to be opening up 2021 with you guys. Uh, you, you've got so much to bring to the show. Uh, but before I start trying to introduce you guys, how, how's it going? How's the new year? It's great, man. Thank you so much for having us. I'm, uh, I'm here in Miami, um, so I can't complain too much, but uh, things are good. Things are very good. I'm excited to kind of ramp up my training a little bit. been starting to get a, a lot more interest in tag along, which, which holds me accountable with not, you know, it's kind of one of those, uh, you can get away to a certain extent of saying, do as I say, not as I do, but uh, now it's definitely becoming a, I, I got to start ramping my own training up and, and hanging with some of the clients that I'm working with. So, but all is good. Yeah. Awesome. Same here. Um, yeah. Thanks again for having us. This is awesome. Um, we don't get to uh, ping pong off each other that often with other people. So this is <laughs> really neat for us. And um, yeah, same thing for me. Like, I took a year off really to focus on career and work and life after rowing. And so um, now I'm like, okay, I really want to be good. Like I can't just like knock out three hour rides once a week or once every other, you know, uh, day to, to then think I'm going to be able to like 
pull some magical numbers uh, out of me. So same thing here. I just really excited to ramp up some training. So Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys in on a secret because I'm a few years ahead of you guys. Like, you, you can't keep doing it that way. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you gotta you got to try to invest some time every single day. Um, you know, just we're, already we're touching on, the, on, on what you guys are doing right now. And I had the pleasure of speaking with Scott about a month or so ago. And the second he started, ex- I mean, I had an idea of what it was. And then once he started explaining it to me, I said, get on the show talk to me. I want to hear more and more about it. I want to help you guys obviously in the in the publicity component of this too because you are in this huge launch component uh, with the app as well that you've got coming out. But before we start getting too much into where you are today with Tagalong, I'd love to learn a little bit more the history of you guys as athletes, you guys more specifically as competitors because I know you've been competing at high levels in different areas um nick let's go off with you first man tell us a little bit about your background as a competitor as an athlete sure sure so i was um a five five scrawny little guy who played soccer and um ended up not making the soccer team in uh junior high and so my school was just starting to put together this cross-country team and long story short i got better each year and uh, had the opportunity to look at some really uh, competitive schools to, to run track and field and cross country. And, yeah, so I, when I started looking at schools to go to, I really wanted to focus on, on studying business and athletics would be kind of the, the, the fun thing that I'd get to do. I always had such a great time with, um, you know, being a part of a team. And when I got to college and decided that I was going to run Division Three at Dickinson College, uh, it, it was the guys that, you know, the team that really solidified. We can have fun, but we can be really competitive. And we went on to be the, the first time uh, Centennial Conference champs uh, my junior and senior year. And that ultimately led me to, you know, I graduated college in 2010. Uh, kept running for fun, doing road races here and there, and times kept getting a little faster than I was in college. Um, I always kind of looked at my uh, career, my my running career. I was good, never great, and you know, I was Division three, three time All American, and was like, yeah, but it's D three, it's you know, but running is the type of sport that you can compare yourself, you know, swimming is similar where sure. it's time. So you can, doesn't yeah. matter what division you can kind of stack yourself up with the best of the best. Um, and so I was able to, you know, run some, you know, 14, 14 flat type five K times, which again was good, not great. Um, and I, you know, took some time off, uh, having to deal with a big injury and, you know, worked for a couple different startups, um, worked for NBC for on the tonight show with Jay Leno, got to experience a little bit of the production world, which is what I wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had this opportunity to, uh, go into triathlon and in the kind of my two and a half, three year career as a pro triathlete, uh, was able to become a, a, the ninth ranked U S athlete going into to Rio uh, which needed to be top six to get to the trials and ended up rolling on to that start list like two days before the race started. And I was like, well, it's going to probably going to take me about two days to get to, to Tokyo to, to uh, even then become one of the top three Americans, but just such a cool experience. Got to race all over the world, um, meet some really cool people. But yeah, after uh, that, I kind of, you know, not making Rio my, that was not that the Olympics was ever, yeah, you know, it, it's, I think in endurance sports, you typically have this like 
be all end all. This is what you're training for. When in reality, it's much more day to day. I mean, all endurance athletes specifically know the, the grind. So being a competitor every single day, if something didn't go well in one workout, you knew you had two other disciplines that you could kind of focus on, especially even that day. So, um, my transition from uh, running and triathlon uh, ended up uh, taking a little a little pivot back to rowing, and I rowed a little bit in high school. Um, and my brother is uh, uh, like a nine-time national team, went to Rio in 2016. So uh, while I didn't get to go to compete, I got to go and watch him compete. And he's awesome. currently training for Tokyo and, and one of the top U.S. guys. So um, I was able to kind of get back to my rowing roots. Um, and and you know stick with the endurance thing add a little strength to it and and realize how freaking hard rowing is as a sport as well so um, that that's kind of my my background a little bit as an athlete and and being a competitor and getting to compete with with americans with international people and and all over so yeah it's been a yeah. blast yeah scott you're a little bit different man tell us about yourself yeah i unfortunately come from a family of uh, world champions and Olympians. So that's at the bar pretty high right off the bat. Um, I kind of dabbled in a bunch of different sports, tennis, soccer. Um, and then my parents never really pushed me to be a rower. Um, my mom was the Olympic rower, uh, back in France. And, and one day, you know, somebody was one of the coaches, I, I lived actually next door to the rowing clubs. So I saw them all the time. And he was like, we need somebody to fill out this fourth spot in the quad. And I was like, okay, whatever. And um, all the other sports trickled off and I kept rowing. And then, you know, I rowed for basically two decades since I was like 11. And then I moved to the to the U.S. Uh, where my father lived and kind of had a really good uh, high school career and then got recruited to a D1 program. And obviously there's there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of space between the bottom of the D1 program and the top of the D1 program. And we're kind of in the middle uh, at Jacksonville. And But I, I got to be a pioneer at that program, which was awesome. And I've always been the smaller guy, but somehow I've, through my, uh, my mom and what I've learned in France and stuff is I was always able to, to outwork anybody else. And that was kind of like my MO. Um, so that was... I was always a big competitor. I was always around people like Nick who are, what are you, Nick? Like six, five. Yeah. yeah. Six, four, so, and three quarters. And, I, and six, I'm 5'11", five, five, <laughs> and I'm 5'11", you know, with, with uh, my, uh, with my shoes on. So I've, I've always kind of had that chip on my shoulder and that's always pushed me to do more. And I kind of took a couple years off in between um, my undergrad to do my master's and I kept rowing. I didn't really find anything. And then, Finally, I moved out to San Francisco where there was a, a rowing club that was probably the top rowing club in the U.S. called California Rowing Club, which is also where the U.S. men's team is right now. And I had these German coaches who just were like, yep, if we could have you row all day long every day, that would be ecstatic. And basically, they <laughs> showed me a whole new limit to what the human body could be. They told me, you know, you're small and you're not that strong, so you should be a lightweight rower. And I was like, I'm 180 pounds. Like, how am I? I'm supposed to go down to 160. And so through those, that the this last Olympiad, which was my last couple few years of, of training, I went down to 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 that weight and com went to a whole different world of 
of rowing where you're completely reliant on every single inch of your body. You know, you can't take any shortcuts. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to row. It's funny. I had been rowing for 15 years and then all of a sudden I'm learning, I'm relearning the entire sport and that, that just fired me up. And so that was like, that was the most competitive I've ever been. And I was pushing myself to the very limit. And, um, you know, I, I have this also part of my MO is always coming in second, you know, uh, I've never been able to fully qualify for something. And I was always just missing something. And, and unfortunately, um, that never led me to, to make a national team, but, you know, I was, I was part of the top 10 guys every year and um i'm i'm proud of my accomplishments and it's not because you didn't make it to the olympics or whatever that that you weren't any good um and so now i've kind of taken that that competitive aspect put it towards tag along and then now you know kind of have used cycling as my my um my my link into the into the the sports world um where I want to kind of go in the next few years, nothing at a pro level, but at a really competitive level where I'm like enjoying what I'm doing. So well, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Nick was like, yeah. you, you can take a couple of years off. You're still young, you know? And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so. that's, hey, a couple, once you take a couple of weeks off, man, that's when things start to, the you start falling down that slope real quick. So a couple right. of years, you ain't coming back from a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, I, I love hearing both those backstories, guys, because it, it, it really helps listeners sort of understand that, you know, the two of you, here you are building this thing called Tagalong, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, but you both come from a very similar background of the of the Olympic movement. Um, and I think as someone who's been a part of that himself his entire life, it is different. You know, you touched on it, Scott, that some sports, it's, it's all about winning. And if you're a champion at this, then people people give a shit. Uh, and if if you're top 10 at something else oh wow really top 10 wow incredible and it's not until you finish your career because in the moment you can never sort of stop and say yeah i'm really i'm really proud of that i'm really because that's when you start to become a little bit too relaxed and someone passes you and i i think for, for me personally that's where i relate is that i used to have family and friends tell me like you know top 50 in the world man that's that's kind of cool that's pretty good and i'm just like well i can't think that way because if I do that, then it's going to be top 100 and top 150 before I know it. And, and, and you know, so I think it's interesting to, to for the three of us to now be talking post-career, so to speak, a little bit here and, and looking back a little bit more on, on what's been and, and being able to sort of see things of, you know, I was very competitive uh, at, at, at what I did and being able to sort of say that version of myself in the moment and I, I love what you said there about kind of being second a lot because I think people that have those moments of winning, that's when they actually start to become guilty of, of, of maybe taking it down a step or two because they get a little overconfident. That constant runner-up mindset always keeps you hungry. And I, I, I relate to that personally. And I can see both of you nodding your heads. I mean, I think for, for you, let's go back to you, Scott. I mean, in, in terms of that hunger that came with being a runner-up so often, do you, do you think that's what actually propelled you to consistently being top 10 at what you did? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult because here's, here's kind of like a, a, a reroute of that question, of an answer for that. 
basically like I didn't really know who I should or wanted to be besides being a high performance athlete. Right. Mm. And so for me, as long as it didn't make it, it was an excuse to keep going. It was always an excuse to be like, I can't make it to this. I can't do, I can't work a full job or full-time job or whatever it is. I have to go and do this. And that always gave me an excuse. And, you know, sometimes it wasn't runner up. It was at the, you're at the bottom of the final or whatever it is. But um, I don't know. It, it, It was very, it always made me want to, explore more who I was and um Nick got to experience my last year with me at a, at different points of, of of my training and my racing but um the one thing that I had put in and so that was 2019 that 2019 year was I wanted to like my goal as an athlete was be the very best that I could actually be and that's the thing is like a lot of times we're like oh you're not good enough to do this and it's like that's okay like you reach the limit that your body and your mind could could access right especially mm-hmm. in that time and in those conditions and, and situations and so that that was what really helped me walk out of rowing and be like i was the very fastest i ever was on my last race or those last few months so um that's what really propelled me. It was just constantly looking for where the ceiling is. And I think I finally hit a ceiling where I was like minute making marginal gains. And I was like, all right, let's finish off on the, on the top stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think being able to finish a career, knowing that you reach your ceiling is, is, is a great feeling. Um, right. Because I, you know, I coach, I coach college kids and I can't tell, I've lost count of the amount of times that I speak to someone three, four, five years later that wishes that they'd, use their time better during during their collegiate years and hit the hit their ceiling i mean nick do you feel you got to you got to your ceiling yeah i think when i met scott uh the work ethic that he was putting in because we were working at the same company i used to work there hydro and he would be at the boathouse at 4 a.m working until 11 noon and then he'd go to the gym for four hours if he you know wasn't rowing that day or whatever and i think the ceiling question is interesting because in college, again, that, that like cloud of division three hung over my head a lot. Uh, not because I didn't think it was worthwhile. I just thought I was, I was a top guy at my team. Um, but I was second, third countless times. And so for everyone else, it was like, well, here's our top guy. Like, this is awesome. And for me, it was like, you know, I'm not trying to be the best of this group. I'm trying to be the best period. And when you, when I, when I was able to kind of, you know, race against toe, toe the line with some big name schools, Michigan and, and Duke. And I remember just a lot of D one programs towing the line, which wasn't that many opportunities and beating some of these guys, it was like, okay, like I can hold my own in these. And I think being six, five, as Scott mentioned, essentially 200 pounds, you, you know, there was a good six inches on any other, any most starting lines that I would uh, get to. I got to run this one race in Boston with Galen Rupp, who's the American record holder in the two mile and the 5k. And I'm you know, really, really one of America's top, top guys uh, in the marathon as well as his range is insane. And uh, his coach was trying to post this um, host, this race for him to set the American record in Boston at this indoor track at BU that's just known to be a really fast track. And so I was training with this guy at the time who 
uh, Alberto Salazar called him to pace him to be the rabbit. Um, and he was like, yo, you should do this. He, they want some guys in the race. And so I did it. And I remember this thread on, on let's run, which is like the running forum being like, who the hell is that linebacker who's towing the line with all these other guys. <laughs> and to me, it was just like, again, like I've never tried to fit into the world that I was trying to be competitive in. I, I was just trying to do me. And, and, knowing that I hit the ceiling, um, you know, as I started to get to those, the, my fastest times, I could feel, especially with running where it's, it's high impact, you know, your, your, your joints, your ankles, your knees, your hips, they start to take a little bit of, of a beating. And I could feel when I had a really good race or I had a series of, you know, 90, hundred mile weeks, you know, three, four weeks in a row, I'd be like, okay, I, I feel like this is, I'm starting to feel that, that those aches and those things. And mm. unless you're, you know, making a, a salary uh, where you're able to take the time to just fuel, recover, sleep and, and train, it's tough to, to work part time and, and continue to push your limit. So I feel, I feel comfortable with my running career. Triathlon is a slightly different story. I definitely don't feel like I ever, you know, I had essentially three years and, and three years to learn to swim. Uh, yeah. you know, at my size may have, may have been there. And I, I just felt like I, I couldn't keep doing this if I wasn't making a living doing it. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't keep relying on my parents. And so that question is definitely, is always weighed in the back of my head of like, you know, did I, did I reach the full potential? Um, which is, I think partly why I, I transitioned to, to business sooner than I probably would have liked to with my heart, uh, you know, just at the core of what I was doing, because it was like, I can help other people do this. Um, but if I can't, I can't justify doing this if I can't, you know, do it fully and, and make some money doing it. And, and that was always something I struggled with. So um, yeah. I feel like I reached the potential that I was willing to put in. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, um, you know, you that's it's one of a, a million stories in when it comes to Olympic sports, and the 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 irony is that until you get to a certain level, you can't access the optimal recovery, uh, you know, re recovery equipment or or you know what what can be potentially provided when it comes to nutrition and all that because of like you said, you know, you lack the salary, you lack the exposure to those things, so you've somehow got to get to that point based on a limited unlimited resources more often than not and hope that you just make that final step and once you make that final step and you're making that money and then you can actually take it to a whole nother level because you're now you've now got this access to yeah, and it totally to, changes you know like yeah it's easy to say oh if i had been paid and i had the yeah. resources i would have been able to x y or z and that's yeah. that's ridiculous to even to, to that notion to think that that's true because of course Absolutely. it changes even if you qualify for something your goal immediately changes as soon as you hit that um, yep. not to name drop again, but when I started training for triathlon, moved out to Phoenix, Arizona, Alan Webb, who's still the American record holder at 346, um, was starting his kind of bid to be one of the American Olympians representing mm -hmm. triathlon. And the dude would be there 20 minutes, 30 minutes before doing exercises, warm up exercises, cool down stuff would take an hour to cool down after a session. And I was just like at 27 years old was like, what, dude, you're spending so much time on warm up and cool down. And he was 33 at the time. And he was just like, Oh, I know I can, I know I can produce what it is, uh, you know, competing with the best of the best. But the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I 
you know, put in the time before and after the actual session to be able to do that session again. And mm. at the time I was just like, all right, you do you, man. But being 32 now, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yep. I get it. I could do, I could do with a stretch. I could do yeah. with a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your body remembers, um, your body remembers for sure. 100%. Um, well, listen, I, I love where we're at with this conversation because it, it really allows us to transition nicely in, in, into tag along. Cause I want to, I want to talk about where you see the ceiling for this company. Uh, Cause I think this is a really nice topic that we've kind of hit here. But before we do that, uh either one of you fire away what is what is tag along because i i could try and explain it i love it i know what it is but hey you get this is your baby you guys fire away yeah so as i was transitioning out of triathlon uh in the fall of 2016 um i was kind of trying to figure out that you know you meet so many other athletes whether they're swimmers runners marathoners uh rowers um endurance sport athletes uh, and, and the, the answer was all the same. Like, you know, I'm trying to make money to do this. It's going to cost me 1500 bucks to get over to this race in Australia. The governing body will only support me this much. I only have this much from sponsors. I only have gear uh, support from sponsors. And so the, the, the theme was always the same across the mat, you know, the sport, it didn't matter. Um, and I became frustrated with my governing body um, kind of the ins and outs, the political system, which I thought just wouldn't exist. And I was completely wrong with that. And so I thought as opportunities were coming to me to, you know, train with people, uh, kind of look over people's training plans, just chat with people about what they're doing. They basically wanted to kind of pick my brain for a little bit. And, and I, like I said, I was good, never great. But um, to me, it was like, you yeah, know, but your good was still better than mine. And, and I can learn a lot from what your experiences were. So I was like, Hey, it'd be pretty cool to be able to find professional athletes in your area and book a session with them. And whether that session was an actual workout, whether that session was developing a training plan or whether that session was just talking to them and kind of, you know, consulting with them. Uh, I was like, it'd be pretty cool one for regular athletes to, to find these people. Uh, but two for other pros to find other pros, to be able to, you know, get a, get a workout in, you know, during their training or afterwards and just having that, that accountability, that company, because I'm sure all three of us know that there were some days, some weeks, some months where it was just a boring, lonely, slow grind of work where you're like, you know, someone's like, Hey, I can't keep up with you, but I'd love to ride with you for an hour. And you're like, yes, yes. Even if that's an hour or five <laughs> hour of my ride. Absolutely. And so I, I started putting together the wireframes and the the pages of what I wanted this app, this company to look like. Um, and so the, the company itself is to, you know, find, hire and train with professional athletes, uh, whatever that means to you. And there's kind of a combination of people who get it, love it, you know, take advantage of it. And then there's kind of that intimidation factor of, Oh, I could never train with professional athlete. And it's like, yeah, probably not on their hard session day, but that's not necessarily the point here. You're, you're helping fund their dreams and they're helping fund your athletic career as far as what you can learn, what you can get out of it. And I guarantee you, you know, at my prime, my easy day was probably harder than your hard day. And for you to do a couple intervals with me on that, while you were getting a you know an awesome workout, I was getting company. I was getting to see like this light in someone's eyes of this is awesome. And so, yeah, now we're you know we have about a hundred pros on the platform across a variety of endurance sports. Um, our three main products are you know in-person sessions and obviously with the pandemic, a big shift to, to virtual, which has been great. 
mm-hmm. because it allows people to connect who aren't necessarily in the same time zone, let alone the same city. Um, and, and put together training plans for them. Uh, you know, we encourage people, whatever platform, whatever systems they use to track their data, we have pros who can look through that. So um, we like to connect pros with clients who have uh, maybe a background in, uh, hey, I'm doing my first triathlon or I'm doing my hundredth triathlon. Uh, the running part is always challenging. So we like to pair up pros who may come from a, a running background uh, and can kind of, you know, build a plan based off that or relate to them in a way. So um, yeah, Scott's just kind of a workhorse and, and has a really good eye, is a really good photographer. And so he's kind of created a lot of uh, what our branding is, um, what our, you know, uh, a consumer facing brand is so that in a nutshell is is tag along yeah and then and then just to finish what we, he was talking about the services beyond those those sessions that's kind of our bread and butter obviously from the start of what nick was doing and then obviously putting together training plans and and consultations which are really just you know verbal or audio or video calls um that where you're giving advice uh, from like college recruiting to, hey, what should I be doing leading up to this year? And then the training plans was more of like, yeah, yeah, it's great to have a coach tell you what to do. Um, but a lot of times your life as as a normal regular athlete, if you're a dad or a mom or you have a full time job, like it's really you can't apply um, like hardcore training or cookie cutter training to everybody and based off of their lifestyle and so this is where you know we're able we're enabling this kind of conversation between a professional athlete who's lived like saying like well yeah i used to work part-time and do this training and so here's how i would condense that into your lifestyle and and what your goals are trying to and be honest about what works and what doesn't um yeah, the honesty is big, and I think that's. <laughs> it depends on who you ask about being a professional mm-hmm. athlete and 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 a coach being honest with you about what your real goals and 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 what you can accomplish. But I think the one big thing that we came up last year with was um, this kind of tagline called "We Connect Athletes to Improve Together" because it kind of globally encompasses both sides, right? So you got the the amateur athlete who's improving you know in their lifestyle and and their goals and then you've got the improvement on the side of the athlete who can actually fund themselves and enjoy what they're doing and having company and and whatnot and so it's kind of this mutual benefit thing that uh overall like why wouldn't you do it you know so some of the the first parts of of the tag along process anytime we onboard a new uh, pro or new athlete is basically being like you know what are your goals? Like, we know you're not trying to train for two hours a day for seven days a week. Like, what are the resources? What is, what is your typical week look like? Let's form a training plan around what is realistic for you. And then we can start to kind of put some options as to, you know, let's make sure we have recovery days. Like what days do you have access to pools? What days do you, you know, what, what machines do you have at home, especially with COVID and all that being able to, you know, like Scott said, not just throw a cookie cutter plan, but be like, Hey, we want to get to know you as a person. And let's be realistic about this plan and because because we're about goals we want to help you accomplish whatever it is if you just want to feel more confident and comfortable great what does that mean so mm-hmm. that i think is the, the human element to while we create this tech-ish company that the yeah. human element to, to improving together is, is huge absolutely and, and for me you know as you guys are talking i'm writing i'm writing resources and i'm writing community 
And for me, you 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 guys are providing a resource and you're providing a community, but you're doing it on an applicable level. It, it, it's all applicable to the person who's making that initial inquiry. And I, I think that in, you know, we were, we were talking about resolutions before we started talking here. And so often people get into a, an idea to get in shape and they try to do it three or four levels beyond where they are right now. Right. And, and then they wonder why they want to quit. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun when you're not good enough to do it. Uh, so if you're starting at that right point with the right type of guidance, with the right type of company, as you, talk, as you talked about, then suddenly now everyone's starting at a position that they're comfortable with. And, and, and that is so, so, so important when you're starting on any kind of journey, uh, really towards anything. But when we're talking about fitness, as the three of us understand so well, there's, there's no point going to point F, G, and H down the road when you're not even comfortable to leave point A. It's like you know, we said when we were talking earlier at the, at the start of all this and just kind of shooting the shit was, you know, oh, that New Year's resolution. And it's like, yeah, if you do, if you work out twice a week and you want a training plan that's six days a week, like that's not realistic. Let's no. let's go with two days a week and then yeah. 15 minutes and then let's add five minutes. Let's add a little right. stretching beforehand. So it's like these bite-sized things that you can, these tangible things to wrap your head around. Um you know, whether you are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, or you're 15 and you want that kind of next next level edge, we kind mm. of can hit that and try to match that with the pro that makes sense. So mm. it is it is that realistic approach, I think, is a way for everyone to kind of connect at that human level and be able to be like, hey, let's go for three days this week that we're trying to do this. And if you can get four, awesome. But no, that three is three is what we're going for. So yeah, and it's the same thing. And it's the same thing for professional athletes. I mean, rarely. I mean, and it, a lot of people fail at this. But if you're trying to make a national team and it's, you're just starting back up the season, you you've taken a couple of weeks off. You know, you've done a couple of runs and a couple of hikes or whatever. Um, but rarely do you like. I know mid year, I'm doing two by twenty k every day or something close to that there's no way i'm doing that that first week and i remember one when i was back at a california rowing club i remember one of the coaches being like no no no, like no pressure like don't put pressure in the water just row slowly and i think nick says it all the time to people he's like if you want to start a running plan and you don't run you're gonna walk you're gonna you're gonna walk those first couple miles and i think Mm. it's it's all the same and that's where you were saying like community like we're all in this together and it just, we're taking it to different levels and, and, and you can share that. But I kind of wanted to like circle back around to the ceiling of what you were asking about, like what's the ceiling of tag along. And because Mm -hmm. nothing's been done like this before, um, we don't know what the ceiling is. You know, we, we will randomly text each other at like 11 PM be like, what if we did this? You know, (laughs) chill, chill. Uh, but there's there, you can go in so many different ways and and like anything doing something like doing something singular well for everybody is is the main goal and and our ceiling is to have enough people um right now our, our set ceiling is have enough people using the platform that are like that are getting great results from it and and that and that can be from the pro side or the or the athlete side. Yeah, and I, well, here's I mean, the, this is my most recent of many compliments I'm already throwing you guys because, like I've said a thousand times, I, I just love 
I love everything that you guys have created. You're creating a blueprint for improvement. And, and that, you know, what I mean by that is that people, the health and fitness industry has just completely exploded in the last 10, 15 years. It's just taken off. And people see these finished results of, you know, maybe it's a six pack that they want, or maybe it's running a mile at a certain time. But there's, there's not been anything, really. I mean, except from, okay, you can pay for a personal trainer. Uh, aside from that, you know, there's really not been this blueprint of getting from point A to point B. And, and, and there's this sort of zero to 60 approach that so many people have, and then they wonder why they get injured or they wonder why they, they give up. And, and you guys are providing, like I said, this blueprint of, of saying, hey, before you take that step forwards, talk to this person, meet with this person, get get some perspective on 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 what it is you're actually about to take on because again going back to that topic of resolutions maybe what you want to achieve initially maybe that maybe you're biting off a little bit more than you can chew maybe there's a a, a slightly dialed down component that we can achieve first and then we can go get that thing that it is you want to eventually go on and achieve and that for me is what you guys are all about and it's something i'm so passionate about just within my world of, co- of college coaching is that so often a kid comes to me and says, I want to win SECs. I want to be an SEC champion. And it's like, all right, you've never been to SECs yet. So let's just, let's take a moment. Let's breathe. Let's talk about that. Um, what do we need to achieve before we can even start thinking about that sort of thing? Yeah. And, and that's, that's probably my favorite thing about what you guys are offering here. I think like you said, there's, if you want to hire a personal trainer, you can go and hire a personal trainer. The personal trainers has their accreditation. They're going to stand there, count those reps and motivate you. Mm-hmm. What we like to think about a tag along is a combination of a personal trainer. Yeah, they'll, they'll be there and help monitor what it is that you're doing. They'll be there to kind of coach you through it. And if you want that kind of, hey, I know that today's session, I got to hit these 730 minute mile repeats. Um, having someone next to you to do it. There's a a quote that we use. It's like 72% of people who work out with someone that they perceive as better than them will get more out of that session. When you know that you're working out with someone who you're not necessarily competing with, but you're, you know, that like you look over at their, at least in rowing, when you have the same, you know, that's just numbers on a screen when you're on land, you can look over and glance at that other person's screen and see that it's 15 seconds faster per split. Uh, You're like, okay, yeah, no, that person is maintaining and I'm dripping now. I'm dropping yeah. down. It's like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Hold that account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's accountability, <laughs> it's coaching, it's personal training. And it's a little more of that, like handholding, like you said, like you want to, you want to win SECs. Awesome. Let's take that, put that goal in the back of your head here. And now let's focus on the day-to-day things that need to happen. And that includes nutrition. That includes recovery. That includes all the little things of, Hey, do you sit at a desk all day? Great. Once an hour, you need to stand up. You need to do five push-ups. These little things that are like, okay, yeah, no, that is reasonable. And so tag along is not this cookie cutter. You can go find a training plan to run a marathon and there's going to be, yeah, you got to run at least four days a week. You got to do a long run. You got to do a speed day. You got to do at pace work. But injuries happen. Things happen. Life gets in the way. You know, if you're a parent or all these things. So it's like some of our pros are parents. Some of our pros are coming back from injury. Some of our pros are dealing with these things that you are dealing with. Sure. It might be at a different level, but they can relate and they can relate because you're investing and helping them do what they want to do. And 
they get that company. None of our pros on our platform hate working with people. They love working with people, hearing their stories. And I have this one uh, woman that I work with and she just ran three miles faster than what our two mile time trial was when we first started. And, awesome. you know, and she was like, Oh, like you're the best. Thank you so much. And I was like, I didn't do this. You're putting the work in. I'm just giving you the tangible daily bites that's going to allow you to see these progress. And and if you let me know when things are not feeling great, she I remember one week she was like, Hey, is there a rest day coming up? I'm feeling I was like, Great. Let me know. Let me add that in here. So like I'm learning as well. And and there is no cookie cutter solution. And uh, the way that we approach things is like, hey, if you want that combination of workout buddy, coach, personal trainer, and like pseudo friend you know, let's, this could be for you. So it's mm. been fun. But that, that, that's, that's a super important point about the, the component of a pro in, in comparison to say a personal trainer in, in another dimension of, of this that we're talking about is that a lot of the time those personal trainers come from a textbook. They come, they, everything's by the textbook and, and, and with the pro, you got experience. Experience is what you're paying for. Experience is what you're doing this for. Like you've got someone who when like you said, hey, I could do with a rest day. Oh, I know what it feels like when that when, when you need a rest day. I know what that means. You're telling me that you're feeling this, that you're feeling this. Well, maybe a rest day isn't what you want. Maybe it's not what you need. Maybe there's some sort of version of a rest day that we can provide here that still gives you a little bit of a challenge, but we do dial back a little bit in terms of what we're doing. And I think that for me is again, I've I've worked a little bit in the personal training industry. I've seen it. And the ones that succeed in that area in some way, shape, or form come from experience. They've been there. They've done it. And so many people within that profession, they've just got all the certificates and they've, they've read the textbooks and they're trying to sort of just make it up as they go. And it's, it's a dangerous sort of path to go down. So again, add it to the list of compliments in terms of what it is I love about what you guys are providing. But sort of moving towards sort of the finish of this chat and i knew we'd never keep it to 30 minutes you know i i knew we would talk a lot longer than that um guys what what's 2021 looking like you've got big things coming up immediately at the start of the year uh scott tell us what's sort of on the agenda coming up here in january for you guys in terms of the launch of things yeah so basically um think next week so around monday the 11th but don't like don't coin that because you know <laughs> with development um, it will literally release that that yeah that <laughs> uh, um but yeah we're we're going to be releasing the app and, and slowly getting everybody on board just to kind of see how that goes but you know we're really excited for for a, a new set of of new pros that we've kind of um selected so prior to that we had you know a bunch of pros that we knew and it was awesome. And now we're onboarding a very specific style of pro that's really there to fulfill everything that we want in 2021. So we're really excited to slowly release those people. And then, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to depend on, on what happens with, with 2021, all the COVID stuff, but we're really excited about um, releasing some like really neat media when it comes to the pros and, um, uh, I'm going to say it so that Nick actually helps me uh, complete this, but like we are planning on doing a podcast as well and interviewing every single athlete, All right. every single pro that's going to come in so that um, we'll have this backlog of like, Oh, who are you? where do you come from? What are you trying mm -hmm. to do? And, and so that 
there's a, this personal personality aspect where athletes can come in and be like, wow, that guy sounds awesome. I want to work with him. And then obviously we've got the Olympics coming up and that's going to be a big one. We really want to make sure that we we're showcasing the people that, that are on that path. And, 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 you know, it's really neat. We're really hoping that it happens because we want some of our athletes that have worked with these pros and be like, that guy just got a medal or was just walked, you know, onto the track and I was working with him two months ago or whatever it was. So that's kind of that. We're finally seeing that on the big spotlight um, that come together where, where you didn't help improve that person's life to the point where they made it to the Olympics. So those are kind of the big things. And then, and also virtual events. I think that's, that's one thing that I, I, I think is going to be very necessary in 2021. We saw a big, lack of racing um and you know i was even talking with one of the pros yesterday where she was she's getting a new deal with with a company and they were like well if it doesn't rate if you don't race this year here are the alternative options and we kind of have to think the exact same way and take mm -hmm. advantage of those and and if we can create our own events that make sense and then aren't cookie cutter for every single person then then that'll be super fun so yeah. If I could just add to Scott's, I think at the end of the day, Tagalong is a platform for pros to utilize the knowledge, experience and skill set that they have worked so hard to curate. And I know that there's pros and I, I was of the same mindset of like, as soon as I finished my chapter of athletics, I wanted to close that chapter, and move on to the next phase in life. There's still so much um, opportunity for you to share what it is that you've done, whether you continue training or, or the brand that you built during that. Tagalong handles the payment, it handles the scheduling, it handles the messaging back and forth because we all know that like as a pro athlete, you get you know DMs on different platforms and social media platforms that say like, hey, I'm training for this. And it's like, awesome, like, that's great. I'm super proud that you're doing this. It, when you ask for legal advice the first time, it might be free. But if you go back to that lawyer and ask them time and time again, they're going to charge you. And so tag along basically serves as all of the things that can uh, help these pros um, create their own business without actually creating the business, without creating the website, without going through all the painstaking process and fees that comes with all of that. You know, we want them to be who they are. We want people to work with them because of what they might know about them from already being a follower. We want to make make that as easy as possible to do. It's it's a, a platform that, that handles all of that, and, and we're excited to to expand into you know potential uh, team sports or um, you know you know basketball, football, different things that up and coming people, especially not knowing what the rest of 2021 holds, uh, to be able to to have an outlet athletically uh, where two people have a have a goal that you know connects them through that sport. So yeah, we're awesome, awesome. Well. I mean, you guys know you got a fan right here, and I'm going to be following your um, inevitable success through the month of uh, through the year of 2021. Um, and you know, the, the 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 one thing I can't ignore with this is just the accessibility. And uh, you know, I, for for me, I, I think there's, there's way too many people that don't get on, don't get in the saddle. Let's just use that bike uh, metaphor. Don't get in the saddle to begin with because they just don't know how to get started and you guys you guys are offering that and i gave 
Uh, I, I gave Scott a hard time saying, where were you guys 15 years ago when I was at the height of my career, man? You know, I could have yeah. been making good, I could have been making great bank in the summer. You guys wouldn't, you know, but anyway. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, honestly, you know, you identified, and again, just to kind of wrap this up, you know, you ident- we, ident- we identified this when we were talking before that when you guys were in your careers, you know, you were struggling and, and, and aware of the financial burden that came with doing what you're doing. Well, here you guys are now providing a solution. And that for me is probably... The, the, the purest, uh, best part about this whole thing uh, is, is that you guys have said, hey, this, this was tough for us and we're going to hopefully create a world where people like us don't have to necessarily go through what we did. Uh, they're going to have more opportunities to, to keep their careers going because they're going to have more opportunity to actually earn an income. Um, so that's just fantastic, guys. Uh, again, I told you I would never be able to keep this to 30 minutes. I knew I was going to enjoy talking with you guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, really pleased to have you guys on and and just best of luck with everything, okay? Thank you so much, Steve. Appreciate you putting us on, and, and great meeting you. Yeah, same. Thank you so much, and and uh, we hope you have a great season uh, <laughs> if it happens. Appreciate it. And my thanks again to both Nick and Scott for joining us on Career Competitor today. What a wonderful way to get this show up and running from an interview standpoint for 2021. I encourage you, as I did at the beginning, to go to tagalongwithapro.com to find out more information about the company, about these guys, about the service, and of course, be able to access the app unless you're listening to me on the day of release, which means you got to be patient. Two more days. Be um, be willing to wait because the service, the app itself is going to be fantastic. I just know it. And these guys are set up for just a wonderful 2021. And I hope we can all go away and think about the ceiling that we want to try and achieve this year within our careers the way these guys were talking and I think that's probably the one thing that I'm going to be taking away from this conversation is finding new ways to challenge myself to raise the ceiling in all the work that I'm doing and like I said I challenge you to do the same so best of luck for 2021 best of luck with everything you've got going on right now within your careers and in life and I look forward to speaking with you all again shortly very soon bye for now